This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. Also, make sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube original channel, UCTV Prime, available only on YouTube at youtube.com slash UCTV Prime. This UCTV podcast is sponsored in part by Audible.com, your destination for the widest selection of digital audiobooks available, including many by guests you've heard here on UCTV. Audible.com is offering UCTV podcast listeners a free 30-day trial subscription and one free audiobook download. Just visit audibletrial.com slash UCTV to sign up. That's audibletrial.com slash UCTV. And thanks. The Stewart Collection is an ongoing program commissioning contemporary artists to come to the campus and think about doing a project that will somehow relate to what goes on here. We take the proposals to our advisory board, which is composed of people who have spent their lives thinking about contemporary art. And when that group proves a proposal, it's my job then to integrate it with the campus and to raise the money. We do not use any uh, university funds or student funds for these works. I raise the money for them all. UCSD Stewart Collection is unique. There are some commissions that go on at other universities, but uh, as for ongoing programs, there are very, very few. Because uh, we have this uh, extraordinary campus to work on, uh, it's possible to work within this community and, and, um, and derive uh, the benefits of the, uh, the uh, talents that exist here to help artists develop ideas that wouldn't find a home in the normal public sphere. We now have, are working on our 18th project, which is very exciting, um, by Dohosa. I knew I was going to do something that, that reflects this particular uh, place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the campus and then university uh, campus and people who uh, who lives here so I proposed uh, uh, the idea that this small house crashed into one of the uh, tall uh, university right. building uh, and you thought of that kind of in the abstract you didn't have a specific building in mind. No. So I remember um, my, I had a, probably two drawings, I guess, in, as a proposal. One was the exterior. Mm-hmm. You know, this you know, tall building, it, it, it didn't really show which building. Mm-hmm. It, it's just big, massive uh, institutional building. And there's a little, you know, right. house was kind of um, stuck. And... Uh, which it may have been stuck, fallen down and gotten stuck, or it may have actually emerged or come up from the bottom. Yeah, because uh, at the end, I what, what was hop- what I was hoping was um, make something a little bit ambiguous, whether it is actually coming out of the mm-hmm. the bigger building or it's actually went into the um, the bigger building. What I was more interested was that. 
was the uh, the connection of two different spaces. Um, that literal house, that's someone's home, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a domestic architecture, and um, you know, and the space, um, the inside of the house, uh, is very private space, mm-hmm. and and you know the university building is you know institutional uh, and public we assisted him in developing this idea this amazing idea for a house that has sort of magically come down from the sky and and attached itself to the upper stories of a modernist building here on campus that idea evolved from a very straightforward sketch a very simple sketch that he provided to us and uh, it was our job, really, our task um, with Doho, who came back to visit. It was through that sort of collaboration that we finally found a site. And that site actually evolved into not just a, a little house that was attached to a building, uh, the side of a building, but it became part of the roof of this building or sort of attached itself to the roof of this building so that the house could have a front yard. It was a house that was tilted at a, at a fairly severe angle. Uh, now the house remains tilted at this fairly severe angle of about 10 degrees, but it, the floor of the house will actually be at a, at a lesser angle, about four degrees. That floor will be at a, at a different angle from obviously the world around you, and also at a different angle from the house that you're standing in. And so you'll be looking through a crooked window at a crooked world. So I got really excited, but um... I knew that that is a kind of crazy idea and maybe practically it could be impossible to do it. Because it's a university campus, it's a somewhat protected context. It's a place where an artist can take a chance. It's not a place where there's a level of trust between uh, who's doing the commissioning, namely us, the Stewart Collection, and the artist, that it's possible for the artist to come up with an idea um, but the artist doesn't have to figure out how to build that idea or how to, uh, you know, or all the different manifestations or problems or issues that are going to come up uh, in connection with that idea. That's our job. There's a, an illusion that we're looking for, and all of these technical decisions have to be in the service of that illusion. In the Fallen Star example, uh, having that house look like it's perforating the building, uh, really sticking through and has crashed into the building, is a lot harder than simply building, you know, a kind of extension on the building. Uh, it has to be both, you know, it has to be supported, it obviously can't have crashed in there. But that illusion can sometimes be very complex. When the first time I saw it, I mm. was in San Francisco and I, Mary sent it to me, you mm. sent it to Mary, mm. and, and her message was, I am so sad. Hmm. This is so fantastic, but it seems completely impossible. <laughs> I and I, <laughs> I, I remember pick up the phone <laughs> yeah. right away and called and said, "No, we can do this." I had no idea if we could or not. Right, but, right. But it seemed uh, it seemed like just uh, we had to do it. So. Matthew is overseeing the production. Doho is in London or Seoul or New York, Seoul, Korea or New York or wherever he is. He approves every move that we make in terms of what the work is going to look like, but we can figure out how to make the roof uh, waterproof, how to make the garden grow, how to get the house, build the house and get it up there. 
in construction, we're used to building everything off of plumb lines and level lines. So this, this has really kind of thrown uh, every discipline in construction uh, for a loop. Uh, because there's no reference point to start your, your construction from. There's no good surface that you can say, okay, this is a level sound uh, plumb foundation. Uh, let's go ahead and build off of it. Everything we had to do was, was using an XYZ coordinate system, which was you know, really complicated geometry. Communicating that, uh, those angles and the precise locations where the walls were to go, to go up and where they go to was probably the, the most difficult part of this project. It's just, it's just communicating to the workers um, you know, how they're to build these walls because they're very non-typical for construction. Safety is actually the, the, my number one priority on, on the job site every day. I want to make sure that all the guys that show up leave the same way they, they came. I've actually done quite a bit of work out here on this campus, so I kind of know what the students are like. You know, they're looking at their cell phones and on their skateboards and looking down, running underneath a forklift. So I'm, I'm a little bit familiar with that, being on this campus. Um, so it's just a matter of watching out for the students and the faculty to make sure they don't put themselves in harm's way. But the media coverage on this project and the, the interest, if you will, is a lot more than what I've seen in any other project that I've been on. is because of the feeling of this being the point of view of the house. Oh, I see. The artist, uh, he's a very, uh, very gracious individual. He, he's very uh, easy to talk to, very mild demeanor, and um, I really enjoy working with him. He's been very happy with everything out here. He really hasn't um, asked me to change anything. Matthew Gregoire, on the other hand, with the Stewart Collection, is a little bit more demanding great guy to work with you know he's got certain things he wants done and he wants to get them done and he's got his vision of how he sees this thing and, and uh, so he's had his input I was very impressed wow this guy's definitely up for ch for, for a challenge. challenge yeah Everybody knows what the hoisting plan is. You know, they know that the house is going to pick up right where it's at. It's going to spin clockwise and then elevate and land on the building. So everybody knows the path of the cottage and they'll be staying out of that path of travel, if you will. The other things are just the coordination, the amount of people that, that it takes to, to get this thing actually put up on the roof because there's so many diff different disciplines. The crane company will really take over when they show up with their crane because I'm relying on them to uh, you know, give me any indicators that something isn't safe or something isn't working right. So they'll, they'll pretty much take over the job and they pull in. And then just getting the other, coordinate, or other coordination done with the uh, welders. Uh, the welders have to make all the structural connections once we land the cottage and then my guys have to go inside the cottage and actually make up all the anchor bolts inside, put all the, the nuts and the washers on and tighten everything down. So it's a, it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's a joint effort with a lot of different disciplines and it's just a matter of coordinating everybody at the right time. There's just some inherent nerves that are involved when you pick up something that's 70,000 pounds and, and structurally attach it to another building.
now that this cottage will be setting, um, we'll be finishing up the waterproofing details and then uh, starting with the uh, planting and uh, getting all the trees and the, the ground cover up there. It'll start looking like the, uh, kind of looking like his conceptual image. The architecture, sticking into the architecture, mm. sort of towards the top of the building, but mm. definitely into the building, mm. is a very contained mm. thing. It's just, and it's really about this this interstitial, you know, immediate space. Right. This is so expansive. Mm. It's a whole rooftop. It's extraordinary view. Mm -hmm. The plants and the life mm -hmm. that you're talking about will overflow. Right. And all of that is so um, sort of draws you in, mm -hmm. and. And that, to me, has uh, been an extraordinary thing to sort of yes. see happen. Right. Even though I knew this was going to be what it is mm. in terms of, uh, you know, all I knew every aspect of right. it. Um, but, but to see this juxtaposition of a very private space and in a, in a, in a tremendously public context that's <laughs> visible from miles away, mm -hmm. so it makes it even more public, you know, mm -hmm. even more lonely there. Mm. And yet, it's also much more of an environment because there's an outside and an inside. So right. you enter this whole kind of much more intimate through several phases, the garden and then the house. Mm -hmm. It's, to me, an extraordinary series of changes. Yes. You know, it's not done. Mm -hmm. it, it continues to grow and it will continue to change just like a house will change and, mm -hmm. and the garden will grow. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a beautiful idea, too, that it's something not just in, in space. Mm -hmm. It's not just about one space and another space or one kind of space and another kind of space, but it's something in time. Mm -hmm. People say, how can you call that art? Well, you know, what is art? Art is an experience that hopefully takes you someplace you haven't been. I know my friends kind of look at it as just another piece of art to just add to the campus. I feel as though if they explained the art piece better, then we would be more open to trying to figure out what it is. Do I like that house? That's a complicated question. <laughs> um, I know that a lot of people were not supportive of it because they thought that university money was going towards it, but it's all private donations. Um, and I think the thing I like about it is that it gives a little bit of a softer, non-institutional feel to this pretty institutional place. I just like that it's on the engineering building, and it looks like bad engineering but it actually took a lot of engineering effort to make it look unconventional and bad. Oh, it's been an incredible process watching it be constructed, I guess. I missed the part of getting it off the ground and onto the top of the building, but I can imagine it being quite a feat. Personally, I don't have uh, any, any um, interest in art. That's just not my bent. Um, but the um, positive... Um, influence or effect, if you will, that it's had on other people um, around this campus. I, I think it's going to be a wonderful uh, addition to the university. A lot of students talk about it. I've heard faculty talk about it. People usually are talking about it with a smile on their face. and So it, it seems like it's a real nice source for uh, uh, 
goodwill. And in that, be, in that respect, I'm, I'm happy to be part of the project. When I actually was here on, on the November 15th and when I saw the, um, the actual lifting, it just you know, blew me away you know, beyond my imagination. And uh, the most striking thing was um, sort of level of involvement uh, by all the people and parties who got involved in this project. And uh, that was quite impressive and actually quite moving. Always it exceeds your sort of expectation and imagination in a way because you see this project uh, from different points of, on the campus and then each time you discover different angle of the house. It's just a completely new experience and uh, so it will take a while I think. It's not a, a project that, um, well I think it will slowly reveal. It, would, it slowly the, reveals itself. itself yeah. Yes. He came here to go to the Rhode Island School of Design and to Yale after that and he felt totally displaced, and he felt like he had to find himself again. Many students have been through a kind of displacement or left their home for the first time and come to this place where there isn't anything resembling a home. Um, you can go now into this little house on this building and goes out, and because the house is sort of cantilevered off the edge of the building, you get an intense feeling of displacement which, you know, is kind of scary. I mean, I'm nervous about the experience of going out there, but I think that's the part of the point. And from the house, you know, seven stories up, you'll be able to see a lot of the other housing on campus, a lot of be able to see out beyond. Um, I think it'll be a, an unforgettable image as well as an amazing experience. Because it's a university campus, it's a somewhat protected context, it's a place where an artist can take a chance. It's not a place where there's a level of trust between uh, who's doing the commissioning, namely us, the Stewart Collection, and the artist, that it's possible for the artist to come up with an idea, um, but the artist doesn't have to figure out how to build that idea or how to, uh, you know, or all the different manifestations or problems or issues that are going to come up uh, in connection with that idea. That's our job. This is an institution that is built on experiment, and if the Stewart Collection is going to keep to its principles, it has to be unpredictable, and it has to bring great people here, bring them here to do things that are experimental, that uh, push uh, not just their uh, aesthetic uh, limits, but maybe uh, technical limits of how things can, uh, can fit together. I think it's wonderful that the Stewart Collection continues to uh, sort of lay claim to different kinds of space. I always say that this is not about taste. It's not about decorating the campus in a cosmetic way. It is about providing experiences for people to think about. You know, some people will respond and some people won't. But the fact that they're there and the fact that people remember them, these are all memorable images or memorable experiences, means that they come back to students in ways that they didn't think about, I think, when they were here. Art is really about paying attention, and that's what we all need to do in the world. 
developed in order to understand the world that we live in. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.